Greetings, friends, in the precious and wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to this, our worship service this morning. The peace of the Lord be with you. We light the candle. May the light of Christ that shone on resurrection morning destroy the power of darkness in our hearts and minds, families, communities, and nations. And now we get our notices for today as Peter leads us. Good morning, friends. This is Peter Beitendach. I just want to share the notices for Sunday, the 17th of May with you. Uh, as you know, we are still in lockdown, um, although there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel for us, as announced by our president during the week. But uh, we are still in lockdown, so there are no actual services, but we are welcome to this virtual service. The notices um, for the week is on Thursday, it is Ascension Day, so um, there will be a service available and sent out on that for that day, and we hope that you will participate in that and spend the day just thinking about the goodness of God. I want to wish the following people happy birthday. Uh, none for today, but on the 18th, there's Betty Oliver, the Piso Lechuti, on the 20th, Berlina Malu, on the 21st, Raymond Becker, Renata Ratliff, Darian Lowe, and Carolyn Weldon. And then on the 23rd, it is Ron Lottering. Um, the, um, we have been very blessed with finances in April. We received a, a huge donation and we are extremely grateful for that. And to everyone of you who are contributing still to the, to the church, it is really, really much appreciated. Uh, in the circuit, there are um, several churches that are battling financially because of the fact that there are no actual services. So these are the notices for the coming week. Please pray for those uh, who are on the prayer list. And we think especially of the families uh, who have experienced bereavement in the last few days. Thank you very much. Enjoy the service. God bless. Thank you, Peter. And friends, we continue with our call to worship. Out of darkness, the Lord calls us into his marvelous light to follow him. Out of confusion, helplessness, and death, God welcomes us to life in abundance in Jesus Christ. Out of his glorious riches, God invites us to live in unity with him through the Holy Spirit. Friends, let's sing together from our hymnals number two, All People That On Earth Do Dwell.
come let us pray. Almighty God, creator of the heavens and the earth, God who was, who is, and whoever shall be, this morning, Lord, we are grateful to be given and granted the opportunity to wake up and join this, our worship service, separated by distance and space. Yet we are grateful, Lord, for platforms such as this that we can be able to gather together as families and worship you. Because you are God who is in all places, ever-present God. We are grateful that you are with us wherever we are this morning. Thank you, Lord, that though we could not and we cannot currently be able to gather together in your sanctuary, you made us where we are. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come to you at this moment, humbling ourselves before your throne of grace, asking for forgiveness for those sins that we have done in ignorance and out of our own deliberate fault, in speech, thought, and deeds. Cleanse us, wash us, scrub us if you must, but make us clean and holy. Forgive us, Lord, through Jesus Christ, your Son. We stand, Lord, on your promise that when we confess our sins, you are faithful and you are just to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, that in your love and kindness you forgive us and you throw all our wrongfulness into the sea of forgetfulness. We thank you in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray as we together say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We find our scripture reading, the first scripture reading of the day, in First Peter chapter 3, verse 13 to 22, as Helena leads us. Our first scripture reading is from 1 Peter 3, verses 13 to 22. Hear the word of God. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, do not be frightened, but in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect, 
keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks, Helena. And we find our second scripture reading of the day in the gospel according to John chapter 14, and we are reading verses 15 to 21. I'm reading from the New International Version. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Come, friends, let us sing from our hymnals. Lord, speak to me that I may speak 781.
just reflect on the readings that we had this morning. I found out that both John and Peter, whom most scholars agree that they are the authors of both the Gospel of John and First Peter, respectively, were writing to believers in Asia Minor. They're writing to people, to believers who faced persecution, it varied from minor and to major persecutions. And as they found themselves there being the scattered, they were victims of slander and malicious talk. 
And so these authors wrote to encourage them in the face of trials so that they know that they are not alone and also to, to, to remind them that the one that you've had faith in, that is Jesus Christ, is the Son of God and by so believing in Christ, you have eternal life. When we look in the John narrative that we read, we find that Jesus is having his last conversation. If you check from chapter 1 to chapter 12 of John, Jesus worked, did miracles and taught. But now from chapter 13 to 17, that is when he spends time with his disciples, preparing them for his departure as he was going to go to crucifixion. And you know, friends, if if you've developed friendships, you know, the bonds created when the time of saying goodbye comes, it is never easy. And so was the case with with the disciples they've journeyed with Christ for 3 years they've looked up to him they've depended on him they've worked you know assisting him as it were in his ministry in his mission on earth but now Jesus tells them that he is going away you know going to die and the conversation as you listen to it in the in the early verses of this chapter 14, the questions to say that we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way and show us the Father? You can just feel the longing to hold on to Jesus, not to leave them, because I want to believe that the thought was in them now to say that what then? After Jesus is gone, what is going to become of our lives? And one can sense despairing within them. And so Jesus says that, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and also believe in me. But Jesus says that if you love me, you will keep my commands. And then what commands? Unlike in the Synoptic Gospels where Jesus sat down and taught, you know, um, like in, in the, with the Sermon in the Mountain, what quickly comes to mind, perhaps for one would be say, okay, Jesus had said this command, I live with you, that you serve one another, that you love one another so that the world may know that you are my disciples and says that if you keep these commands, if you love me, you will obey what I command you. But it goes further than that to say that I will ask the Father to give you another comforter. Yes, I am here, your comforter, leaving you, but I am not leaving you as orphans, but there will come another comforter another counselor, another advocate. You see, friends, when you read in, in chapter 16 of John, especially in verse 7, you find Jesus saying that it is good that I go away, for unless I go away, the counselor will not come. 
You know, there are times where in we hold on to certain things because we feel that they are the best, they are the good thing that could have happened to us. Not knowing that God has still much in store for us. Hear me well, I'm not saying that uh, Jesus was not good enough. But what I'm saying is that Jesus' physical body would not do disciples any good. Because he could only be with them at a particular place and at a particular time. He could not be in different places in the physical body. Hence, he says that it is good that I go away so that the counselor should come. Because as they walked and lived with Christ, they moved from place to place. But now with the comforter, there was more value as this life that they would have with the comforter was that the spirit would empower them to do the works that they've seen Christ do. Remember, at one time, just before coming into the temple and into this moment, that as they were going into the temple, they saw the fig tree that Jesus had cast, that it had dried, and Jesus said that you would do much more than this if you believed. And so, life with the comforter that would come after Jesus had gone would be the power that strengthens them, that gives them the help to do the tasks that lay ahead of the disciples. You know, leaving them with a command to love and serve one another, at face value, it seemed something easy. But you know, you and I know, friends, that sometimes there are people who make it difficult to love. But the command remains. And it is only the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, who enables us to love. Because those who are born of the Spirit bear the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you name them. But without the Spirit being in our lives, loving others would be difficult. As Peter, later on when shown a vision to say kill and eat, Peter said that, no, I can't, I've never eaten something that is unclean. Actually, what that meant was that as a Jew, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of truth was breaking barriers. That the gospel of Christ is not only limited to the Jews, but also that even Gentiles are welcome. That is why even with our Methodist, our Wesleyan teaching, in our order of salvation, we believe that all people can be saved. And we do not do that on our own strength. As we go and preach, as we go and teach, we do not do that on our own. But because the Holy Spirit within us enables us, hence you hear Paul says, I can do all things 
through Christ who strengthens me because the Spirit of Christ lives within. So the Spirit of truth, this counsel was to remind the disciples of all that Jesus had taught them. And Jesus knew that the disciples and all who will follow will face trials and tribulations. And so this comforter would come not to take them away, but to strengthen and comfort them in the face of the trials and tribulations that they face. Hence, Peter says that do not fear because nobody is going to harm you for doing good. But dare I say that sometimes we suffer for doing good because we bear the name of Christ and that brings glory to the Lord. Faced with challenges of being the different other in a world where worship of gods was the order of the day, the believers whom these two disciples later wrote to encouraged them that the Spirit of Christ is right there with you. Therefore, you need not, fa- you need not fear. And I want to say, friends, that times that we are living in, we might not be facing persecution as the, the, the first century Christians faced. But we are facing trials, tribulations, and persecutions because I know there's been an outcry from Christians, from church leaders to say that why are churches not allowed to come and worship during this time? And when you look in the levels, you see that it's beyond level one that the churches would be open. And as Christians, we might view that as a form of persecution for us at this time. But I want to say that Christ has not left us as orphans. Christ is with us through the Holy Spirit. God is with us. The risen Christ who could enter and stand in the midst of disciples beyond closed doors, is with us. Sometimes as Christians, we face isolation because of the faith that we we profess. But where you are, if you find yourself that you are isolated and it feels like you are alone, I want to just encourage you to say that you are not alone. The spirit of truth, the comforter, is with you. The Holy Spirit gives us courage to testify about Christ. Peter says that we should not worry, you know, of what we're going to say, but we must always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks us about the hope that we have. Because the hope that we have, it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. To say that, yes, we're going through what we're going through now. But Christ, whom we believe in, whom we follow, has conquered this earth. And because Christ has risen, he has raised us up, us up together with him. And as Paul writes to Ephesians, 
says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so, friends, let us continue to be zealous for the Lord. And as we are zealous for God, let's remember the command that Christ gives us, the command to love one another so that the world may know that we are his disciples and continue to do good to serve one another. And as we do good, even if we suffer for doing good, it is okay. But then again, it could be a question to say that are we suffering because we are doing good or otherwise? May the comforter in us give us courage and strength to testify in speech and deed, in and out of season, of the Lordship of Christ in our lives. Because Christ still expects us, even today, to continue participating in God's mission on earth. But we will not do that on our own strength. We will do that in the power of the Holy Spirit who continues to work in us in the work, to, in the work of sanctification. At times, as Wesley's reported, is quoted to have said, preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. In other words, when people see me, they may see Christ in what I do not rely on what I say. And so may the Holy Spirit help you as you continue being a disciple of Christ. Come, let us pray. Almighty God, we pray for your church during this time of uncertainty, unprecedented parts of our lifetime. Strengthen your church to carry forward your work in the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray in particular for our Methodist Connection, the Central Synod, the Rudeport Circuit, and the Florida Community. Lead and guide us, Lord, as we seek ways and means of being a beacon of hope to your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful and gracious God, you created people in your image and likeness. We pray for the people of the world and all the leaders during this COVID-19 pandemic. We approach your throne of grace with confidence, asking for your divine intervention. Let there be a cure found. Let your people live. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, comfort and heal all those who suffer in mind body and spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles. In our community, we bring those who are in our prayer chain. You promise never to live nor forsake us. May your Holy Spirit give them the joy of your salvation, healing for their sickness and disease, and comfort in their sorrow and grief. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Ever-present God, you are never silent or blind to the cries and plight of the lonely, destitute, prisoners, and the homeless. 
We bring to your loving care those who at this time are lonely and depressed due to the lockdown, those who suffer from hunger and poverty, and those who are in different prisons, isolated from affection and care. Spirit of God, Spirit that breaks barriers, shatter down boundaries that keep your people isolated and divided. May you usher in societal transformation that brings about unity, love, justice, and care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Friends, now we come to blessing our thighs and our offerings. Almighty God, from whom all good and perfect gifts come, we bring these our offerings and thighs, the token of our appreciation. This is our act, spiritual act of worship, Lord, as we bring to you that which you have blessed us with. Thank you that you continue to provide, giving us the seed to plant, for indeed seed time and harvest will continue, Lord God Almighty. And as though many go out to sow with tears, you promise that they will reap in joy. We stand in your promises, Lord. You said that in your word, you love a cheerful giver and you bless the hand that giveth. We pray also for those who at this time are not able to go out and make bank deposits or EFT transactions. But we have vowed in their hearts, Lord, that when the time is right, they'll be able to come and bring your offerings to the sanctuary, that you may bless them too, Lord God Almighty. Give us wisdom to use these all these offerings for the extension of your kingdom in this part of the world. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our closing song, friends, is Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let us sing. We join together as we say the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks, friends. May you have a wonderful day, Father, and the rest of the week. God bless you.